Smile on you. You're poking mad. The years, no doubt, have changed me. all very well but what are we going to do about him hello i'm thomas carruthers i'm well like and this is our final sundown episode uh for a brief break we're taking a small break to uh record some commentaries blah 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 uh lots of boring planning and all that sort of boring stuff but today we will be back with uh, the remaining shows, Mary Love Roll Along, uh, Into the Woods, Into the Woods, the film, uh, Sun in the Bat with George, Assassins, Passion, and then a sort of rounding out episode, uh, looking at all the different celebrations of Sundown through the years, and just a nice uh, concluding uh, episode, um, bringing everything together, and of course, finalizing our musical, our song rankings and our musical rankings as well, uh, which we haven't even touched yet, uh, because they're so different. Um, and I feel they'll be desperate, they'll be very personal. So I don't think we need to do an overall ranking. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Sweeney Todd the film. So uh, these, this is our third episode uh, looking at uh, Sweeney Todd. But f- before that, Will, it has been, the last time we recorded one of these was uh, four months ago, four, and, four months and a bit ago. I've been listening to our Sundown playlist a lot, as I'm sure you have too. It's a great, great playlist. I want to make a few changes. Right. I want to add By the Sea. I want to add Miracle Song from Anyone Can Whistle. I want to swap out Lovely Reprise for Pretty Little Picture. And I want to add as a bonus song the Mega Mix from the uh, Sundown Disco album. I'll, I'll, I'll allow the mega. I think you said from Josie. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a bad. <laughs> so we're going to talk for 10 seconds about the Phantom of the Opera film later in this episode. Uh, and I was thinking, do we do... We said that I think this has been the shadow that has overhung all, all over this. I think we could do a mini. I think mini we could Weber. Mini, mini Weber. Mini, mini, Weber. <laughs> mini. Um, <laughs> but this is the thing, isn't it? I don't think I ever want to watch Cats again. We'll do it drunk. We could, yes, do a cat's like, commentary. Like we did the first time. <laughs> no, we didn't do it the first no, time around. Christmas Eve morning. It was Christmas Eve morning, and I thought, oh, nobody will be there. It'd be great. And the place was filled. So all of our jokes and snide comments had to be whispered patiently into the ear. <laughs> uh, right. So Mega Mix is allowed. By the sea. Yes. I'm going to put slot them in in the 50 to 59 mark, just in the bottom, just in the around, don't worry. 
Okay, that's fine. That's allowed. Wonderful. Um, let's move on to the uh, actual reason to talk today, Will, because we're not going to be adding any songs to the musical because we're staying in the world of Sweeney Todd. We've already added our Sweeney Todd rankings. Uh, highest one of all being uh, A Little Priest, which currently uh, tops our uh, top, to our top. well, it's 59 currently. Um, you know, another selfish reason that we're doing the Into the Woods and Merrily We Roll Long episodes is I want all of those songs on there for my next four-month contract so I can listen to all that <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah, currently our top 10 is Getting Married Today, Could I Leave You, Rose's Turn, Company, Epiphany, Sending the Clowns, Losing My Mind, Ladies Who Lunch, Being Alive, A Little Priest. A very solid top 10. Before we move on to Sweeney Todd, what do you think will be the next song to crack the top 10? Because I've been listening to a lot of Into the Woods, and I don't know if there is a single I like. I like so much of that score, but what is there a single song in there that can crack the top ten? I think there's 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 three contenders, and uh, maybe only one will make it. I think our top contender from Woods is Agony. I like Agony, but it's not my favorite. No. My favorite is. Um, I wonder if it's uh, the same. Because I've um, been listening to no two. Alone. Okay, that's a good choice. Yeah. Um, on the steps of the palace is under underrated gem. Yeah. Your your I I tell right now you are a big big um, well what's it called um, what's the the one that the baker's wife sings before she <laughs> moments in the woods. Your yeah. Your that is a great song, Dan. <laughs> I am a fan of that. Um, Makes the all mean more than it did before. That's great. No, the song I've been listening to a lot. It's not even in preparation. Oh, it's it's not that. It's it takes two. I think it takes two. Oh, phenomenal. I love it, takes two. <laughs> it takes two is great. It takes two. Is one, we got three. <laughs> oh, that's... It takes two. I thought one was enough. It's not true. See, so we've cast so far, we've cast ourselves in all of the shows, and when it comes through to the woods, of course, I will be the baker's wife and you will be the reprise your role as the baker. <laughs> um, yeah. Sweetie Todd film. I'm pretty sure, without a shadow of a doubt, well, no, I know. This is where it starts for me with Sondam. I think we talked about this before, but I was obviously a huge Tim Burton fan and I was seven years old and we got a dodgy copy. And we sat and my sister was five and I was seven and we drew the curtains because it was a summer day and my grandma had already watched it, but she came over to drop the DVD off and I was so eager to watch it. I said, we've got to watch it now. And uh, we sat on this summer day with the curtains drawn, a vivid memory. And uh, my mum covered Isabel's eyes and my grandma covered my eyes for all of the blood. They each had one child to cover. And we sat and, and then I... I mean, I've told the story a million times and I've shown a bit of the footage on this of me then performing all of the Sweeney Todd film in my conservatory. And uh, from that and then, I don't think it was until 2012 when the birthday present where I went to see it with Michael Ball and the and I got that album that I then sort of branched out and started listening to the rest of Sondheim for, you know, a good five years. Uh, my love of Sondheim was was not a love of Sondheim. It was a love of this film. Will, do you remember the first time you uh, came to this film specifically? It was it was when I was in Sweeney Todd. Um, right. So when I was in Sweeney Todd, that was my awakening uh, to Sondheim. Um, and whenever we I do a show that we've not seen, or even um, that we have 
our family tradition is um uh, it's like the first week of rehearsals we'll always buy the film because there's usually a film to accompany the musical uh, and we'll watch it uh, so we we sat down as a family and watched Sweeney Todd and we're like yeah this could be sick this is great yeah um yeah for the longest time I obviously didn't know that there was a chorus or anything and I, I there are lots and lots and lots about this film that I do like um this this watch this morning uh I, I don't know it was a little bit rocky at times I, I have to say I'm not going to come in with the hot take that I don't like this. I think it's very solid. I, I do think to sum it up, which is very early to be doing so, yeah. um, it's very, very well adapted for screen. Yes. I've got plenty of Sundown quotes. Let's start with a bit of history. So, didn't start with Burton. Uh, so somebody, a director, had been wanting to make this for several, several years. Uh, and even in 2003, Sondheim was approached to write the script. Now, this is a director who was directed in the theatre and in film, and it's somebody who we've talked about, uh, tw- uh, no, only once so far on this, on this series. Um, very famous. Um, I'm, trying, I'm trying to give you a clue. It's it, Sam Mendes. <laughs> I couldn't give you a clue. So Sam Mendes wanted to make this for a very long time. And um, yeah, he got he brought uh, John Logan uh, involved. John Logan, of course, a very famous playwright, Red, and uh, all that sort of. And Red, he, uh, he adapted the uh, Skyfall scripts. He did. He uh, worked on Skyfall and on Spectre. That was going to be one of my trivia's role. I was <laughs> going to I was going to say to you, John Logan worked on uh, two of your favorite movies. Yeah, yeah, he wrote Gladiator on, on his own that time. Uh, but yeah, he's he's he did work on uh, Aviator. He did work on Rango, uh, Hugo. He wrote um, uh, Skyfall, Spectre. Um, I believe, yeah, Penny Dreadful. So Penny Dreadful's his his cre- his creation, his TV creation. Um, he's got a he's got a slasher coming out. I don't know when it comes out, but it's called They Them, and it's about it's a slasher at a gay conversion camp. Uh, which, which I think oh, no. is a yeah. Kevin Bacon's one of these like evil Christian people. Uh, pray the <laughs> Kevin uh, Bacon. Pray the gay away. Um, and I think that that looks good. Hopefully that's good. I mean, yeah. by this time it'll have already come out oh. and we'll have watched it. And I'll have said, oh, that was fine. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, that's that's good. John Logan, a great, 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 great writer. Yeah. Um, and again, he does a wonderful job here. I dare say um, that a lot of the dialogue actually, I think, is tighter and better at points as well. You're nodding in agreement. So was this something that you felt as well? It is. It is. Um, but then again, it's because it's for screen. Where in the theatre, you, you can take um, sort of that, oh, we, we know that there are lovies and they're going to enjoy, they're going to milk these lines and these lines are written to be performed. Whereas a, a film is different. It's entirely different, yeah. Um, so uh, Logan had previously collaborated on uh, Gladiator and claimed his biggest challenge in adapting the play was taking a sprawling, magnificent Broadway musical and making it cinematic and an emotionally honest film. On stage, you can have a chorus sing as the people of London, but I think that would be alienating in a movie. Now, let's open this conversation now. This is a looser episode. We're not doing our normal film dot, dot, dots. The choice to not have any chorus 
In the end, do you think that works? Or do you think it's distracting? Uh, I, it's only distracting because, for me, listening to God That's Good was weird. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's quite jarring. Now, this is only an experience that, I was going to say that us two will have hundreds of I, thousands I think, of people have this experience. I think the Ballad of Sweeney Todd-wise, all of those reprises, it works. Yes. I, 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 that's fine. It, Which is, and, and but as you've discussed, when he's writing the letter, that mm -hmm. is my least favourite part of the show. Yeah. The, the five soloists. Mm -hmm. Silly. Is it, yeah. But I, I still think, I don't think it would alienate the audience any to yeah. have God That's Good be in its original form. Oh, yeah. Um, nor have some of the stuff in the, um, in the contest uh, mm. when, they're, when they're bullying. I think that's when it's most glaring. I think the overall choice to cut out all of the ballads and all of the reprises... I think works um, for this for this film. I've got a question later, but for this film, I think it, it, it works and it's a good choice. Um, and as a kid, I, 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 the overture was one of my. I, it, it, it was like it was incredible hearing that. Uh, I was like, that's the most beautiful, incredible piece of music. And then it was like uh, finding out later, you know, it, it has lyrics. <laughs> you know, I, I always think of the Oscars. Will Ferrell and Jack Black, where they do, uh, and there's a song that nobody wants to hear. The music they play when they play you off, and did you know that that song has lyrics? <laughs> and uh, they do the song. It's very funny. Well, John, do you want to make? Oh no, I won't make you laugh just yet. Um, Mendes left to direct Jarhead, the Jake Gyllenhaal uh, war film. Good, good film, uh, solid film. And Burton took over the project after his film, Ripley's Believe It or Not, fell through due to an excessive budget. Um, I used to love those books. Yeah, those books. Have you ever been to the one in Blackpool? Or like the, any Ripley's Believe It or Not? No. Is it a bit like Madame Two Swords? It's like Madame Two Swords, but it's just a load of facts. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It, I've never... It's never been my fact. Um, when... Now, I found no information on this. This is just quite loose research. It says here that Sam Mendes had a certain person in mind. I think when it comes to acting, this person would have been absolutely phenomenal. But singing, no. Can you guess who I'm talking about, Will? No. Russell Crowe. <laughs> it's very true. It's it is very true. true, isn't it? Now, my question is, would he actually have been... He would have would he have been better as Sweeney than Javert? No. I think yes. <laughs> I think it's it's I, I as as we've lamented with certain Mendes productions, yeah. you can act through these songs rather than singing them at times. You can. I it's not a choice I prefer in mm, in, yeah. in, in, in any case, really. Yeah. But and I think these actors all strike a good balance. But I, I think it would have been a lot more suited to him than stars. Well, here we go. Mini game. Can you name? This is the seventh collaboration between Todd and Depp. Sorry, <laughs> between person and Depp. <laughs> Can you name them? Oh, okay. Um, Sweeney Todd. Correct. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Correct. Edward Scissorhands. Correct. Um, I'm going to say 
Um, is 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 Dark Shadows one? Dark Shadows is one. Will yeah. great film. Great film. Um, <laughs> um, he's also. <laughs> I just keep thinking Chocolat, but it's not Chocolat. <laughs> it's not chocolate. I love Chocolat. You do love Chocolat. Um, there is one that sounds like one you've already said. Uh, okay. Oh yeah, it's and it's other, my favorite. This one. It's um. No, it's not the other. What oh. do you mean the other Dark Shadows? Dark Shadows two. <laughs> Um, oh, I'm trying Edward. to Edward, which yeah. is my favourite that you haven't seen. Yeah, um, and then he... there is my probably my favourite, probably my second favourite, certainly my most watched. Burton. Yeah. Uh, it's oh. similarly dark, and I shouldn't have watched it when I watched it as a kid, but I used to watch it all the time. Oh, is it an animation? No, but there is an animation. Oh, there is an animation. Uh, oh, Corpse Bride. Corpse Bride. And the one you're missing is 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 1999, Depp, Burton, Miranda Richardson. Um, Christina yeah. Ricci. Oh, yeah, tell me. Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. What a great film. Watch your pretty little head. Um... I don't know where, where I've got. I've got other stuff. I've got other stuff, but I'm going to start peppering it in throughout now. I want to start talking about the film, so we'll go song by song like we do. But I'll start peppering, peppering throughout. Am I missing anything that uh, uh, we? <laughs> a bit of pepper. Oh, this made me laugh. Um, the uh, the one of the featurettes on my Blu-ray was called Burton plus Depp plus Carter equals Todd, and I'm thinking. It equals a lot of other things as well. Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. IMDb is shit. IMDb messed up. <laughs> Screw you, IMDb. Was he in Mrs... No, he wasn't in Mrs. Peregrine's home for... No. Crazy kids. Right, actually. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I don't know about that. Uh, only because your favourite Vespa Lynn's in there. Oh, no. I, I, I like Samuel Jackson. <laughs> yes, Samuel L. Jackson was in that, yeah. Um... I don't know if you know this well, but the advertising for the film. <laughs> uh, Will's just got up and left. <laughs> Will's, Will's back. I don't know if you know this well. The, is that the dog? No, no, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at university. Oh, right. So that is your girlfriend and I've just called her a dog. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> That's the intro. That's the intro. Um, the advertising for this movie led to a, a couple of lawsuits because, Will, um, they missed a big thing out of the trailer. Can you guess what that is? Um, um, blood. No, Violent. singing. There was no singing in the trailer. <laughs> that, and so that, people... I've told you this story, haven't I? When we did Sweeney Todd, there were a couple, an old couple, sat behind my parents. And as soon as the, the music started, they were like, oh, it's a musical. <laughs> <laughs> Why would what did you think the original Christopher Bond play? <laughs> um, let's uh, okay, yeah, we'll we'll talk about other things in a minute. So let's start with the overture. So um, this is Burton's rationale for cutting the ballad. Um, Oh, I don't. I, why have a chorus singing about attending the tale of Sweeney Todd when you could just go ahead and attend it? Okay, so you're just you're kind of dismissing. The, the great artiste that uh, you so love. But, oh, yeah, we should talk about this. Burton loved 
loves the original uh, Sweeney Todd uh, vinyl and the music. He said he mm. saw it 12 times or something in its original production. Um, oh, yeah, and uh, him and Carter both agreed on it. Yeah, hell of the bottom, Carter says. Um, Whenever you say Carter, I just think of the butler from Downton. <laughs> He's called Jim Carter. Uh, Imelda's, Imelda's husband, yes. of course. Uh, and we, we link back to. And we link back to. And I love you. Um, what? Let's cast Jim Carter because obviously he played the Cowardly Lion in the National Theatre production with Imelda as Dorothy. <laughs> Who could he be? Turpin. Uh, yeah, it'd be a Turpin. It'd be a Turpin. Um, she says, um, it's a, it was a talking point um, when me and Tim got together. And she was like, oh, you, you love Sweeney Todd. I've been working on my Helena. It's not great. It's, it's uh, yeah. not the best. Uh, you were Margaret. <laughs> yeah, well, I, so I watched Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris the other day, which was delightful, which was lovely. And Leslie Manville, who's playing Princess Margaret, has this whole speech where she goes, oh, they're making that dress for Princess Margaret. Oh, I love her. She's got these wonderful eyes. We're going, oh, look at that. Well, uh, attend the tale. Um, so, yes. Uh, so, apparently, Sundine acknowledged that in adapting the musical to film, the plot has to be kept moving uh, and was sent MP3 files of his shortened songs by Mike Hyam, the film's music producer, uh, for approval. Several of the songs were cut, but Sundine noted that there were many changes, additions, and deletions. Though, if you just go along with it, I think you'll have a spectacular time. Hmm. <laughs> so Sondheim loves this movie. Uh, he was very, very happy with it. He's in all the promotional material. He did loads of interviews. He was at all the premieres. He loved it. He really, really did. Um, and I think he was very, very happy with it. If I remember rightly, he was involved with all the promotion for Into the Woods as well, uh, which is a beast that we'll get to <laughs> later. Um, so, yeah, no, here's another Sondheim quote. So the idea was to keep the dignity of the music. It's all about telling the story swiftly and intensely, which it does. If there was, again, of course, Stephen, Mr. Sondheim says what we're going to say for an hour and 10 minutes in one sentence. It's all about telling the story swiftly and intensely, uh, and, that, and that it does, and very, very effectively. Um, in broad strokes, Will, this, this rewatch or whatever you did yesterday or this morning or whatever, did it still did it still work for you? Did it, it, it just in broad strokes? Did, what did you think? Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it's it has an immense rewatchability, mm. uh, regardless of if you like the show or not. I think it's a great film. I think, without a doubt, it was it had a bit of a Titanic factor to me in that the the final hour, I would just watch all the time. I I like the final I'm different with Titanic. It got too late for me to then watch the second bit. <laughs> See. There was like a, I was, I was probably like still 12, 13. Mm. And every time um, I was like, oh, mum, what happens at the end? And But she always explained, oh, it cracks in the middle. And then uh, Jack and Rose have to go to one side. So I, until I saw the ending, I always envisioned Leonardo DiCaprio like jumping across this in sort of like a Michael Bay. <laughs> Have I told you about Sink Another Day? So Sink Another Day is a uh, musical um, about a sinking ship and a romance on a sinking ship uh, that uh, I wrote when I was a kid because <laughs> I love Titanic so much. Of course, 
I had no concept of lyricism, no concept of music. So none of the songs had music, just had me going dun dun dun. The big song was, of course, sink another day, bum 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 bum, sink another day, bum 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 bum. And as it went on, as with all of my projects, I get bored. And so it becomes a rush. And uh, so it got to the end. And uh, of course, my big scene was that they were kissing in the middle of the ship when it cracked and they got split apart in the, in the exact middle. And um, I sang this song to my mother and she laughed and I, and I didn't understand why at the time. And But the line was, and this was the entire song, was just two lines. And it was uh, the Jack figure going, I kissed a girl and then the crack. <laughs> 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 and uh, yeah that was the big big love ballad from sink another day bum 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 uh yeah there you go so originally there was the concept to have a like a group of ghostly gentlemen as a chorus and they were going to do the ballad uh however these scenes got cut according to somebody who will mention in a moment uh, these deletions were due to time constraints caused by a break in filming during March of 2007 while Johnny Depp's daughter recovered from an illness. So that's very sad, of course. Now, these people are of note, Will, because it's not just uh, any old people. These people include none other than Anthony Head. Hence why he has that awkward cameo where he says, oh, hello, do you want to shave? Yeah. And Christopher Lee. <laughs> there was this whole idea of uh, Christopher Lee and Anthony Head and Peter Bowles and five other actors set to play gentleman ghost narrators. Uh, but yeah, they had to. Right. Yeah. Now, which makes me think that all of this stuff about them cutting all the ballads because they don't want a chorus is a load of bullshit. He just wanted Christopher Lee and Anthony Head as I want a spooky ghost. Um, I want to. Have you listened to Tim Burton in interviews recently? Oh, it's excellent. He goes, I wanted these spooky ghosts. And um, I, I, I wanted them. He's not very good at describing things. He's clearly an incredible visualist, which isn't a word. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah. Is the animated opening a bit lame? Uh, I mean, it, it, this is just looking with, with hindsight, with age, with technology, isn't it? Uh, I guess, I guess. No, I. I, I I don't know. It just it, it feels a little bit. I like the idea of the river of blood flowing. Yeah. Following that. It also just it also also plays its cards. I get no no no. That, that I'm not going to make the argument that it gives things gives things away because nobody's going into this without knowing it's the demon bar and he goes this and he puts his mm. puts the piece of people into pies blah blah blah. Uh, I do like the image of the bubble the bubbling blood in the oven. I thought that was very effective. Uh, so, yes, so, so to create a larger, more cinematic feel, the score was reorchestrated by um, the uh, original orchestrator of Jonathan Tunick uh, to increase from 27 musicians to 78. Uh, and you can hear it. I think it absolutely sounds phenomenal. Yeah. Um, it, 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 sounds, it sounds sensational. Uh, that's Overture. We immediately then go to a CGI boat on a uh, murky London river. And we meet uh, Jamie, uh, what's his name? Jamie Campbell, Jamie Campbell Bauer. Are you a Stranger Things person, Will? I am, I am a Stranger Things so person. So were you, did you forget that this was Vecna or did you watch Vecna oh, no, going, no, no. that's Anthony? Yeah, I watched, I watched Stranger Things going, that's Anthony. 
Yeah, that's Anthony. Um, I want to talk about their theatre careers now. So he was in a he. So this guy uh, was in Honk, uh, which is a music. Yes. Oh, yeah, of course you know Honk. Uh, uh, is it written by uh, George Styles and Anthony Drew? Yes, it is. Are they your Peter Pan people? Yeah, they are. Oh, I knew they would be. The musical. <laughs> I knew they would be. Yeah, the Ugly Duckling musical. Um, let's talk about everybody's theatre careers. Johnny Depp doesn't have one. Uh, Helena was in uh, The Tempest, was in a few things, but not many. Uh, Alan Rickman, obviously. He'd be great in, the... uh, in Virginia Woolf. Oh, as a sort of... Oh... <laughs> Okay, Alan Rickman as George, rest in peace. Helena as Martha. Um, I don't think I'd think Jamie Campbell Bow as good as Anthony. I don't think he'd be a good Nick. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and Jane Jane Wisner as uh, Honey. I'd like that. Uh, I'd like that. Alan Rickman, incredibly storied theatrical career. Um, you know, even even to the even to the end. Uh, um, of course, yes. Uh, Mr. Rickman has passed. Uh, Two thousand and sixteen. It was the same week of Bowie and all. And it Prince. was twenty sixteen. Was the year everyone died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, very sad. Uh, and he's excellent in this film and gr- pretty good singing voice. Everybody's. Uh, yeah, yeah. How refreshing is it that nobody's bad? Very. There's not a single person who is, I think... It, just, it justifies... The beams! <laughs> it justifies what, sorry, I say. I um, say. Casting big names rather than theatre people. Yes, the amount, like, all every single one of these movie musicals has one week, one week link. Um, that's completely untrue. Evita's uh, <laughs> great. Evita's um, <laughs> phenomenal. Even Jimmy Nail on this night. Yeah, he's great. He's great. Oh, I tasted it last night. <laughs> Why have we never done Ava Beware of the City, me and you? <laughs> <laughs> Take me to one of your musical theatre karaoke nights. <laughs> oh, 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 I can't. I, you know, the one bit my ex always hated was um, screw the middle classes. She hated that. She thought it was so abrupt and bad. I will never forgive them. My father's other oh. family were middle class. Every song in Evita has jarring juxtaposition. That's the idea of Evita. <laughs> yeah, but she did love. Just call me sad. Uh, what's the strength of the warmest heart in a body that's falling apart? That is the most. Oh, that makes me cry. Anyway, uh, Timothy Spall's had a lovely theatrical career. I sent up all these tabs, but I don't actually know what I want to say about any of these things. I want to talk about Sasha Baron Cohen later. Mm. But, um, uh, yeah, let's go, let's go back. Uh, let's talk about No Place Like London. Um, <clears throat> so, maybe my biggest issue with this film, not really, but something I, I don't like. The and zoom I, into uh, the barbershop. Well, I don't like that. We'll get to that in a second. I don't like that either. I think that's really cringy and bad. Um, Also, Anthony's tour of London. (laughs) Anyway, we'll get that later. Uh, But Burton saying, like, when we meet him, he's already dead in a way. And obviously that is Burton's big fetish. He wants them all to look like ghosts and all that sort of thing. It kind of gives the Sweeney Todd character nowhere to go. I think there are elements of the George Hearn performance um, when we watch that and, and where... 
there's a glimpse of him, you know, if Lucy was still alive, was still fine, and, and uh, Joanna was fine, mm. if they were just still living there at, at that room, there is an element of the George Hearn performance where you go, oh, he would have been fine. If he came home to find Lucy and Joanna, everything would have been fine. Here you sort of get the sense that he already knows how terrible things have been and that he's already dead to the world and he's already yeah. mad on revenge, um, which, which I think is an issue. I think Depp's, but Depp's, but Depp's uh, Todd is the most sulky. Yes, it's deeply, deeply morose, which is played for great humour in By the Sea and is played for great darkness in Joanna, uh, Reprise. And I think for the most part it works. Um, but it's, it is kind of exactly what you'd expect from yeah. Tim Burton has made Sweeney Todd with Johnny Depp and Helena yeah. Carter. Um, yeah, I, I, let's talk about Depp in broad strokes now. Um, guilt, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> what, what did you think of the case? No, the, um, I, think he's, I think he's very good. I think it, musically he's very good. I think Epiphany is great. Um, are there, are there any weak links to his performance in this, do you think? I think, uh, I think for me, it's just a bit of a lack of depth. I think there is a bit depth. of depth. depth. There's no joy. And I think this can be said about... I, I would say he's full of joy. joy. I think the, the big thing for me, and we'll talk about this more yeah. with The Little Priest, there's just no joy or humour or... Yeah. like he, he seems lost. Wherever he is, he's lost. He's not there. He's 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 an absentee. He's an absentee, absentee landlord. landlord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the final fig leaf. Uh, what are you gonna do with that bag of bricks? <laughs> What's that from? That that's the same bit. What are you gonna do? Oh, <laughs> what do you do about what? Let's fan cast uh, Sweeney Todd. Uh, Al Keanu Reeves as Sweeney, Charlize as Mrs. Lovitz, <laughs> Al Pacino as Dick Turpin. <laughs> Dick Turpin. Oh my Dick God. <laughs> You'd think that we were drunk and that this is nine o'clock, but it's, it's one o'clock on Sunday afternoon and not in a fun lockdown way. We were, we were all rose wine. Um, the first Sweeney line always kind of throws me off. <laughs> When he walks into frame and he's so big, now there's no place like London. And it's the really worst his accent is. Yeah. <laughs> you said to sir anybody, <laughs> I oh. want you bleeders. Oh, I'd love that. Do, do you think it would have been good? Yeah. <laughs> Let's cast Bowie in a Sondheim role. Um, he would be the wolf in Into the Woods. Oh, yes. When we talk about Into the Woods, I'm going to tell you what the... Uh, there was an original late 80s um, movie conceived. Will, it's insane. And it'll only make you more depressed about the film we got, but that's beside the point. It's like all of our favourite people. Let me introduce you to this movie. I'm narrating it. <laughs> I'm also playing the baker. We'll and I run a market store. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Well, yeah, okay, so we're going to take a short break now. Uh, what, what, no, let's talk about quickly before we've got one minute 18. 
Um, what? Oh, this is what I want to say. Yeah, the CGI zipping through London is so hammy and bad. Yeah, I hate it. It just. And also, very, very minor change. Maybe it's because I listen, obviously, to the Imelda version of Worst Spies in London, which opens with. This does this awkward. And he has to walk across the street. Like, just go. I want to do my night of sundowns with it. I'm just going to do it now. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it. Anyway, we're going to take a very short break. Uh, well, it's not going to be a break for you. It's going to be right back. So uh, we will see you in just a moment. Bye. Okay. Uh, let's talk Helen Bonham Carter. Um, do you think Emma Thompson will ever forgive her? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, what are we going to do with Mary Shelley's Frankenstein? That was the big, as a Never kid. Seen it. Seen it. Oh, well, it's so good. Maybe it's not. Oh, have you seen, um, what's he called? Branner. Have you seen Branner as Boris? <laughs> oh, my God, Will. What the hell is that? <laughs> what, what are we going to do? Resign? So they, I do, obviously, this has been and gone, and this is like next year. I go to the cinema all the time because I have nothing else. But anyway, they show that trailer so many times. And on a, I watched. We went to the IMAX the other day. It was frightening <laughs> to see him up close. Yeah. The, the eyes are... The eyes are bizarre. The eyes are bizarre. Like Jonathan the, Like Jonathan Bright. <laughs> and the voice just isn't actually there. No. no. He, lo he looks just like him. No, he but... doesn't. No, he doesn't. <laughs> it it looks like some... <laughs> Matt Lucas's best <laughs> intro was better than... I was Rapid. just going to say the exact same thing. I was... Matt Lucas in Bake Off. Matt Lucas instead of Timothy Spall? No, no. But, <laughs> no. No. Um, let's talk about... Yeah, let's talk about Mrs. Lovett. Obviously, one of my favourite characters of all time in any medium. Um, and I like Helena Bonham Carter. Did you think I was going to to dislike her or what did you think no. i like eleanor i i i it's not it's i it do for me it does kind of fall through fall between two stools for me because these are not in any case are they my favorite versions of these songs apart from not while i'm around i think not while i'm around is exceptional uh and pretty woman pretty mm -hmm. women um but specifically yeah, yeah. love it we'll i think her, yeah, her Worst Buys in London is a bit lacklustre. It lacks... Luster. luster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a bit... It, 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 it's, it's somebody it, it, doing the exact Lansbury without any of the Lansbury energy. Now, I know you have your troubles with Lansbury. I do. But it's like, okay, I'm going to hit the bug on this line, do all that. That's all great. But her face and her voice needs to match the energy. So it's... Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, it is it, like you. I remember you talking about obviously, you think that Lansbury is doing far, far, far too much, but this is the exact opposite at times. Yes. And it, it, you know, I think sometimes it works. I think her, di I think this is some of my favorite deadpan deliveries of those dialogue lines. Mm. 
Um, I, I, I'll ruin it now, but I think it's probably my favourite. Flowers do too. I think that's excellent. I think that's played top notch. But yeah, in this, there are many moments where I, um, you know. So she, these are a couple of quotes. Um, to sing and learn your first musical, it's really stupid to do Mrs. Lovett. So basically, she was in love with Mrs. Lovett as a kid. Uh, she loved the character. She loved the album. She loved the music. She loves musicals. Um, and so she spent three months. Well, once, basically, she found out that Tim, Tim, Tim uh, was doing it. She did three months of singing training and uh, get the, got the role, basically. Um, I don't think this is a case where we can slam her uh, for getting it. I think she's very good. Um, I, think she, I think she gets better. As, she, as you say, I think the worst buys in London. <sighs> I don't know. I think her weight is very good. Hmm. Um, I think she's very good. What? Oh, by the seas. Yeah, by the yeah. seas, good. But I think a little priest is dull. We'll get that. We'll get there in a minute. Uh, here are a few names. I have no verification for any of this. Uh, Tony Collette. Who's that? <laughs> you do know Tony Collette. She's the mother in Little Miss Sunshine, and she's the mother in Hereditary, and she's the mother yes. in Sixth Sense. Yes. And she can sing. She's very good. She was in the the Wild Party revival. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Kate Winslet, apparently. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> this is going to... I'm going to set you up for the Ella Partridge, uh, Amanda Holden, in a minute. <laughs> yeah. uh, Kate Winslet. Yeah, yeah. No, Kate, yeah, she'd be great. She'd be great. Yeah. Bernadette Peters. Oh, incredible. Look, Bernadette, great, great as the witch. Nicole Kidman. Yeah, we love Nicole oh, Kidman. Oh, thank God. Oh, that was... That was <laughs> uh, oh, that, I thought you were going to... No. You were gonna do. You were gonna set me up for failure there. No. Obviously, I love Nicole. I have no verification here. Obviously, she can sing. Um, I think. Diamonds. One day I'll fly away. How good was that? How good was the kid but it fly? Right. <laughs> Come on, me. What a great show. What a great film. It's great. Like a virgin. <laughs> um, the show must go on. <laughs> um, Carter here. I love all of my outfits. I wish I could just live in them all the time. Don't you? <laughs> Don't, do, I'm sorry. <laughs> do you not already? <laughs> all, the, all the costumes are by Colleen Atwood, the incredible uh, costume designer. Uh, the roaches on the desk, I think, is good. And, yeah. you know, the roach catching in the pie is very good and all that sort of thing. Um, I kind of had an epiphany. Um, no no pun entitled. In, it meant whatever. Are you entitled to that pun? <laughs> that, that was the original name of the podcast. Pun entitlement. Um, pun entitlement. No, but you can't shorten that, Big Tom, because that's not actually a phrase that people say. Um, I'll tell them with, with Peter Purvis <laughs> and Peter Polycarpo. <laughs> um, I've only just realised this and I can't believe I've not realised this. And I think it's because in this, we see how awful the pies are, whereas in, in, other, in other productions, it's obviously all mined. How Please. does Better Meat make a... <laughs> exactly. How does Better Meat 
actually make her a better chef or make Mrs. Pice look? Because there are so many other problems with this with this yeah. operation. She's got a pastry recipe down to a T. It's a good pastry. But it's not. It's mouldy. It's <laughs> there are cockroaches in there. That's because they're old. <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, Depp hamming it up to all hell. <laughs> it's the most acting he does in the entire thing. He's, <laughs> he's in Worst Pies in London. Um, but overall, yes, we like we like Carter. Uh, in the Q&As or whatever, she, she had a comment. She was talking, you know, uh, Tim thinks that um, our son Billy is going to be gay. Because uh, he sings Judy Garland all the time, and I brought him up on musicals. Um, I couldn't. I tried to find if Billy Burton was gay. He is currently eighteen, um, and there was no personal life section. Very disappointing. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what else was I going to say? Oh yeah. So Sondheim. I'm a big movie fan, and no film of a musical I've made has ever satisfied me. And this was a chance to try again. Very good. Uh, so this is produced by Richard D. Zanuck, uh, who did your favourite... Ratatouille. Back to the Future. <laughs> uh, and he was discussing how we've got millions of dollars in this movie and uh, the sets and costumes were being made, uh, but nobody had actually heard Johnny sing. Um, so Johnny... Got brought in by, uh, he, he brought in his old band friends and uh, they did a whole thing. Neither of them, here's a quote from the guy, neither Johnny or I could read music. So we would listen and go, what was that? Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's a melody. And uh, we drank a lot of wine and we smoked a lot of cigarettes. And uh, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a singer and it's a melody. So, you know, uh, yeah, I was like, okay. Thank God he was good. <laughs> you know, um, the whole score was uh, recorded before filming began. None of it was live. <clears throat> uh, I think you can hear it in the recordings. I was listening to Epiphany on the album this morning and maybe it's so weird. You can hear them recording it in two separate bits because his breath is completely back fine and there's no lead in at all. And it's straight from... Um, you sir, two so into the grave. I will, and, and and it's welcome to the grave, and then I will avenge. And he's straight up there, yeah. and it feels like they recorded it in two halves, uh, which which sounds weird to me. Um, but yeah, that's that. Uh, the poor thing, masquerade ball, wonderfully haunting montage. Yeah, great use of color. Rickman looks younger. Um, what do you feel about the whole, you know, everything looking dark and red and everything looking black and all that sort of I think it's exactly what we'd expect from Burton. Yeah. Uh, but how, how do you like it? As a, as a man who loves the craft. I think it's great. I, I think the world building, the production design, good. I think, um, but I think, especially in this scene, the... Will's frozen. Will has frozen. Where were you before you froze? You were talking about uh, costume design. Colour, costume, yeah. But in um, that scene in particular, I think the pops of colour work um, not because it, it is that sort of masquerade feel, but also because it's flashback. Uh, and I think anything that's flashback, even with um, 
the bit where you can see Turpin stalking and then arresting him, they are more colourful, mainly through the use of flowers, stuff like that. You don't see anything fresh in, in the modern day, but in the past, I would say, you know what, you know, I think it's this over-compulsion and over-usage of the CGI, because every time we get anything practical, it looks so great. Yeah. So it feels weird. It's like, okay, why, why, why do that in the first place when, when, uh, and it, when it looks so great, uh, Tim, uh, I'm on first name basis with him, of course. Uh, you know, the, um, it's in that sense, I, in that sense, it annoys me, but it's also mainly just heightened by those awkward and it's like just needless and it's just not needed. Um, it's needless and it's not needed. It's needless and it's not needed. Would no one have mercy on a very good delivery from uh, Burton there, uh, from uh, Deb there, which leads us to uh, my friends. Um, there's an awkward shot that pulls back and frames it like a stage show, uh, which takes me out of it because anytime you acknowledge, I don't know, framing and all that sort of business. Anyway, I've put here that th this was it. This is the weakest Carter vocal performance for me in that it's just... Hitting, I'm your friend too, Mr. Todd. If you only knew, Mr. You know, it's it's fine and it hits the notes, but yeah. it's nothing no. behind it. No, it's a lot more intimate. She's like fully going in to kiss his neck. Um, I don't know. I like the line, leave me. Uh, so she doesn't have to awkwardly stand there. At last, my arm is complete again. What do you think of the zoom out from the window? Yeah, yeah it's just bad. Why? Why? <laughs> Sweetie. Um, but overall, what do you what do you think of my friends? I like my friends. Yeah. It's... I think it's good. I think uh, they, they do it fine. They do it fine. In this first hour, there's a lot for me of they do they do that fine. They do that good. I think the final half hour is excellent, but in the first hour, we're dealing with a yeah. lot of Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at this point, it's it doesn't have the chance to do anything better than the show. When it comes to the blood and when it comes to the montages and when it comes to the final 20 minutes, it has so much chance yeah. to do things better and it succeeds. The first hour, it, it, it doesn't have a chance to do things better. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, Greenfinch and Linnetbird, I'm going to completely contradict myself. I think it's vocally one of my favourite performances uh, of the song. Exceptional. She's very good. Um, yeah. She's from a in-betweeners episode, Will. Do you recognise her? Let me get a picture. The Field Trip. The Field Trip? Oh. Um, the Series 2, Episode 1, apparently. That the, that's the one where um, Neil punches a fish. I was never an in-betweeners kid. I binged the entire thing with two big... Uh, ba uh, bags of kettle crisps. <laughs> that was my introduction to the other two. I was like, "This is so good." I need, I need more in between. I need more crisps. <laughs> God, it sounds like hell for me, as we know. Um, Alan Rickman's Peephole, uh, which I wish he was, which he well, might have been a podcast if if he lived. Uh, <laughs> Hello. We've still we've not done a single Rickman impression. Can you do no. one? Oh. <laughs> 
Yeah, I've got a great one lined up, don't you wait. Just you. Oh, oh it's coming up. It's, it's here now. What would have been a better choice? Putting, keeping Kiss Me and cutting Greenfinch to elaborate on Anthony and Joanna's romance or what they do here, which is keep Greenfinch and cut Kiss Me? Can we not have both? No, because they want to keep it in at, at, at two hours and they want to keep okay. it quick. Okay. Um, we, we've got to have Greenfinch because that's the moment that we first meet them and, and it's about he, the songs about her being locked up that works and it, mm. their story works. Um, however, I do think their story is very much the most, in the, the, movie. the most underplayed yet. Uh, no. Joanna completely. I mean, both of her, her, both of her moments of agency are taken away from her. The killing fog in the asylum with the gun. Great, great, great part. Great, uh... <laughs> great part. But I played fog. You did. <laughs> yes, you did. And um, and then you requested to be killed instead of being the dad. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, Fogs. She doesn't get to grab the gun and shoot him. Mm. You know, it's all Anthony. And then later, in, it, you know, instead of getting the chance to push Sweeney away and run away, uh, when Lovett screams, he decides to let her go, which makes no sense at all. Forget my face. It doesn't make any sense at all. He would just kill him. It would just definitely kill him. Um, I've, oh, yes, here we are. Uh, does the film get away with the beggar Lady Lucy reveal? Uh, no. Obviously, I fell for it as a kid because I'm a kid. But it's, it, I mean, we've talked about, we talk think, about, it's, it's, the, it's the sleuth it's the problem. Age. It's the age. Oh, oh. I was going to say it's just that it's a film and you can't do close-up makeup. Oh. It's like Inspector Doppler, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> on stage, you can get away with it and you can put in the programme that there's a third actor named Alan Allenson or whatever, like they do. But the minute you have you a close-up... You, you fell for that. Not in the when not, when, not when we watched it, because the actor couldn't act. He couldn't play <laughs> one role, never mind two. Great set. Fantastic great set. Great set. And yeah. great Laurence Olivier. Yeah. Um, but the guy playing Tyndall was abysmal. Inspector Doppler! And um, whereas on stage, I'm sure... Uh, did Michael Caine do it on stage? I don't know. Anyway, I'm, on stage, I'm sure that's a great reveal if you've got yeah. an actor good enough. But when you're on screen and you've got Michael Caine with a bit of prosthetics on, hello, I'm Inspector Doppler! It just <laughs> doesn't work. And it's the same here, where... Uh, if you do it right with enough makeup and enough shadow and all that sort of thing. And of course, we don't see Lucy in the show. Whereas in this, we do. Where does the mistake lie? Uh, should, we, should we have those flashbacks? Because we do like them. We should. We should have them. I think it's in the makeup of the beggar woman. I think we need to age her more. Mm. Because it's very, it's very clearly the same actor, but with warts. Or change the suicide attempt. Yeah. Have her throw herself off a bridge. And now she's disfigured. No. Right. <laughs> because he can't see her. He can't see her. But then he can't. Don't I know you? She said, whoa, what's up in there? <laughs> what's the, I'm trying to think. Of, it's an IT crowd, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's dinner party. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mosh, you're just not my type. Um, or should I say, sorry, you've won the shithead of the year award. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Here we are. Here's by Ella Rittman. The geishas of Japan, the concubines of Siam, the harlots of India. Don't take a look. I think not. <laughs> I think not. You gandered. <laughs> you gandered. I can't take it. laughing. You gandered. Mr. Potter, you gandered at my ward. You gandered. I can't, I've lost it now because you were laughing. You gandered at her. Yes, sir, you gandered. Yes, sir, you gandered. Um, what's your favourite Alan Rickman gander? Is it, I think not Ugandan at my ward, is it Ugandan at her, or is it yes sir Ugandan? I'm, I'm lost. I'm lost. lost. It's when um, he's talking. It, it, it's because she went Peter Sellers at the end of that. <laughs> Peter Sellers in what? In goodness gracious me. <laughs> They did. Yeah. Uh, Rowan Atkinson and Pixie Lots. Yeah. <laughs> In what year was Rowan Atkin did Rowan Atkinson do a I reckon that was 2008. Rowan Atkinson, goodness gracious me. Oh. Does he do the voice? He must do the Oh yeah, he does. <laughs> I don't think he is. Oh, you know who's in it? Well, who you hate? Nick Mohammed, who is uh, the guy who you hate from. Yeah, I, I, I wrote it myself. Oh. I wrote it myself. Um, wow, Pixie Lot's. Um, I forgot I have a crush on Pixie Lot. Oh, yeah, we look, we love Pixie Lot. We love Pixie Lot. It'll be what's what was the Sean Mock rest in peace where he was on about Rachel Rachel Riley said that's a tough wank. That's going to be the same thing with Rowan Atkinson dressed as an Indian man. <laughs> um, let's have a mini break, Will, to talk about the Oscars. Oh, I like the Oscars. So uh, it got. Lots and lots of nominations. Didn't win anything. Oh, no, I tell a lie. I think it won one. And I lied. It only got three nominations. They didn't write a new song, did they? To try and win the best song. Will, you're stepping on my category later. I had a fun... I had a whole fun mini game. Do you want to do my mini game now? I'll do it. I'll do it now. This is my fun mini game, Will. It's called Can You Guess the Film That These Terrible Songs Were Written For? Okay. Are you ready? And I've put in the good ones as well. So you must love me. Evita. Great Ladies' one. Choice. Oh, Ladies' Choice. Ladies' Choice. Great song. Know. Hairspray. I've not seen Hairspray. Ever? No, not properly. Not all the way through. Oh. Yeah. Um, suddenly. Suddenly. Suddenly uh, there's a child on my lap. <laughs> Go on. What? what let let me see. Yeah. Beautiful ghosts. Oh, that's um, that's cats. That is cats. That is Taylor yeah. Swift featuring Andrew Lloyd Webber. Uh, something good. Uh, I know. No. no, it's not Chicago. I know. I had a miserable childhood. Dee, 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 dee. It was the sound of music. Well. 
Uh, I move on. Um, Dream Girls. Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Another show on Broadway. The Producers. Yes. Come so far, open brackets, got so far to go. Think. Think. Um, it's about a journey. It's about a journey. Um, it's we've come ab- so far, but we've got so far to go. One we've already mentioned. Dream Girls. Airspray. <laughs> and Learn to be Lonely by Mini Driver. Oh. Mm, no. Annie. Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> Don't you remember Mini Driver as Carlotta? No. <laughs> That's why we need to do the film. Don wants more! Christine, oh. I've left you some tips. I'm not going to be around for much longer. <laughs> What's that from? But, um, P.S. Christine. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! The Phantom. The Phantom. Only you. He is. That is the worst performance of all time uh, in a in a movie. All right. right. I think it's all right. Oh, well. I think Antonio Banderas would make a great Phantom. Well, we know he would from yeah. from uh, and Sarah Brightman <laughs> Rayleigh on stage. <laughs> Um, where are we? Oh, yes. Um, Joanna, I've got something here that says that Anne Hathaway was almost cast as Joanna, but that can't be right. No, 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 no. Uh, what do you think of Jamie Campbell Bower singing Joanna? Very such delightful. A, very delightful, very but such, still sticks with me as one of the blandest songs in yeah. the show. Uh, you know, it isn't. And for me, he's Miracle probably... <laughs> oh, why did they have Alan Rickman do that? Can you imagine if he cut Kiss Me and cut the ballad? He was like, I really want me a culprit. <laughs> I really want Joanna reprise me a culprit in there. <laughs> why is my Tim Burton Cher? <laughs> Cher is Mrs. Lovett? No. God, that's good. That is deep. Tony, get the woman out. Um, contest. I Great. think Sasha's the best musical performance in this. Yep. Uh, so my musical, uh, one of my musical teachers, the wonderful Christopher, absolutely brilliant, wonderful man. I often say he's the be- nicest man alive. And he does a bit of name dropping then and again because he musical directed uh, Sasha Baron Cohen in Fiddler on the Roof when he was in uh, university. And wow. uh, some some one of my friends Garth, who was on the Goodfellas episode and, and Big Lebowski, he said about how he did um because he did a song from uh, Fiddler, did he? No, I think I'm telling this story wrong. Anyway, uh anyway, he did the song, performed the song, and then uh, Chris went, uh, now of course, um you're doing a lot of the funny stuff, um, which um I okay, I'll I'll, I'll tell the story. So I did this with Sasha Baron Cohen. And uh, and he was wanted to do some of the funny stuff as well. And I said, no, Sasha, you've got to do the music. <laughs> um, and here he's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Uh, this was the first... Was it pop? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Suini Signore said, cut it on up. It wasn't a pop. You know what's really good note that he hits? The final one. Yeah. Very good. And I also like before that... Um, uh, thanks for the hell. 
Um, this was his first acting announcement after Borat. So I think it was a bit of a... Quite relief. I can also do this. Yeah. Because uh, obviously, he, him and Helena, are they the best part of the Les Mis film? Probably. Yeah, oh yeah. Goodbye, Courgette. <laughs> do you remember when people were annoyed about Santa having getting written? Oh, Santa. Santa. <laughs> do you remember when that annoyed people? It's great. It's great. It's great. <laughs> oh, Santa. To, to, to prepare for the role of Adolfo Pirelli, Sasha Baron Cohen hired his own personal barber as a consultant and took up to 16 hours to learn how to handle a razor. 16 hours, you go like this. Um, <laughs> when Sweeney goes, um, do you see these razors? I got big, um, <laughs> I've got this gun. <laughs> do you see these razors? Um, him throwing off his cape is marvellous. Um, yeah. Timothy Spall, glad as always obliged. <laughs> is Timothy Spall good in this? Yes. He's hamming it up a lot. He's having a great time. He's having incredible... What about when he's sneezing later and he's doing his salts and he's going... Oh, oh, oh. I think it's because he's in the same scene as, like, I don't know, Johnny Depp, who's doing nothing. Um... Yeah, and then the awkward Anthony Head cameo. And he's like, John, yeah. John, John to shave. Um, I love the sharp, just great Burton like evil dark humor, the sharpening of the knife hitting Toby's knuckles every time. Great stuff. Great stuff. And, uh, and the beetle doesn't even check the smoothest of the shave. The winner is Todd. Uh, it's, it's great. It's funny and it's very, very good. good Anything you want to say about the contest? <laughs> no. No. Uh, Wade, wonderful. She's great. Smash mirror a little bit on the nose. Very nice. Uh, very well done. Uh, I love the way she delivers poor little Joanna all those years without a scrap of motherly affection. We'll soon see to that. Uh, very, it's the closest we get to the whole Lady Macbeth thing in, uh, of it. Um, because we don't really get much more of her controlling nature in this. Because God That's Good is heavily adapted and um, Obviously, she still sends him down for Not While I'm Around, but Not While I'm Around is delivered so beautifully and so, oh, you know, wonderful. and she's, and it's just that one held shot on her. Uh, very good. Uh, I talked about this when we did the actual show itself. I so much prefer Sasha Baron Cohen's Cockney to Daniel oh. O'Flanagan. <laughs> It's just always played for yeah. such outrageous comedy. And here, it's yeah. actually scary. And it's yeah, actually it's a menacing. threat. Yeah. It's brilliant. Uh, and I also prefer the kettle murder. Yes. Brutal. Very good. Uh, yes, because he strangles him for a little while in the show, doesn't he? Just doesn't make any sense. Uh, and then I, a little throwaway line here that they give, I don't think is in the original. If it is, I can't remember. Reminds me of my dear Albert, gorged himself to death, he did. So we get a glance at what Mrs. Lovett's life was before, so she's a widow. I, I like that uh, bit of information as well. Um, maybe the funniest cut in the film is, you've got a life of criminal criminal activity. Yeah, um, <laughs> the little boy. The little boy who must be hung to the death by your neck. Uh, and then, was he guilty? Uh, you know, 
surely he's done some things to warrant to hanging. Although what I wish, I wish someone who didn't look so much like the boy playing Toby. Yes, he does, Will. I thought that ex- watch it, whenever I watch it with anyone, they're like, Toby, that Toby's getting... No, it's <laughs> not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same, Toby. I want to see a kid. I want to see Fiona Fullerton making Roger Moore. Hello, Alan. Um, yeah, pretty women. Mm, mm. This was this was your one. Uh, I said, what songs from the film? Sorry, what versions from the film do you want in the playlist? And you said, uh, yeah. and you said, uh, pretty women, okay. and not while I'm around. Uh, and I said, sorry. Oh, sorry. Go for it. No, what were you going to say? Would you agree? Yes, definitely. Yes. Without showing it out, I said. I'll look at the version of God That's Good because it cuts out all of the three times. <laughs> but it also cuts out all of the chorus. So yeah. I didn't. I went with the original Broadway. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Burton on Rickman, pretty rude. He's got the perfect job. He just has to stare and brood. Uh, but he does have to sing. So what, what does that even mean, Tim? Uh, I think the final glide of the neck takes far too long. He is there for a long time. Oh, it's like he's, he's a vampire. <laughs> but I do love, yes! I think his yes is yes. very good. Uh, yes! <laughs> uh, and we can still, uh, we'll sort out. When are we going to do our cabaret, Will? Um, we need to, I can open up the cabaret to not just be a night. Or should it be an evening of sometimes women with Thomas Carruthers, and then you, I bring you on for a little oh. priest. It takes two. <laughs> too many I'm mornings. The I'm the surprise guest artist. You yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, William Legator. <laughs> that was supposed to be George Michael doing Elton John. Uh, ooh, not like that. <laughs> be your father. Being it, but just, I, so oh, maybe this is bullying. Uh, but we had to do an improv a performance art piece, and there were two girls that did uh, a whole thing about how everybody's a slut, but everybody's a virgin or whatever. And basically, they just swapped dresses. They had a white dress, and then some of the, the other girl had a skimpier dress, and they were both wearing pants. And you know, they both swapped dresses. And the whole time, father figure was on, and I was just like, I mean, sure, yeah, okay, everybody's a whore, but everybody's a virgin, okay. And uh, and, and I said, like, you put your time in my great song. Doodle-doo-doo-doo. Uh, maybe my finest comedic moment was when we had a George Michael tribute <clears throat> at the Alma, uh, free marketing, at the pub I used to work at, and uh, all of the singers were performing the same sort of tights. I'm trying to not give away the joke. Uh, and I said, um, is, is, is the George Michael tribute going to perform in the same place or are we going to put him in a different corner? <laughs> Great stuff. Epiphany. Oh, sorry. What did you want to say about anything about Pretty Women? Oh, it's just very, very lovely. It's just very, very solid. This is, from this point on, for me, this is the, is the part. Uh, no, because a little priest doesn't do it for me, really. A little priest really didn't do it for me this watch, I'll be honest. I thought it was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's touch on Epiphany uh, briefly. How do you feel that the end is played for laughs? 
I don't like it. It, I, it takes not, away. It's not funny. He's having a manic episode. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, okay, hello there. You know, and then what are we going to do about him? I don't like that. What are we going to do about the Italian? Yeah. Um, I'm the bottom Carter talking about uh, Johnny's singing. It comes from the gut. It's very sexy. Uh, when I sang Epiphany, people said that too. They did say that, Will. That is a true story. That's a true story. What's that from? Oh, it's, it's the Godfather. That's a true story, Kate. Michael! Uh, we're going to take one more break and then we're going to uh, round out our uh, discussion of this film. <clears throat> there was a father and his wife and he was beautiful. A foolish father and his wife and he was beautiful but they transported him for life and he was beautiful okay so uh a little, a little priest i think we're oh is it yeah it is like it is recording um a little priest bad yeah no no pacing not funny um it's just them peering out the window Going. Mm-hmm. So Michael Cerverus is was on the Blank Check podcast, which is which is a fun podcast. I listen to it. Um, Rolly, <laughs> That's Bob Gunson. That's not Michael Cerverus. I want you to roll your R's, Bob. Bob. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bob. Uh, hi, I'm Frank Darabont, writer and director of uh, the Shawshank Redemption. Could you roll your R's a little less, please? You're not, you know, you're not one for on. I am always one for on. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of a good line by the warden, but I can't. Um, no. Tommy, if I gave you the opportunity to go on that stand and say what you've told me, would you take it? Yes, Is sir, I sure would. An inherently evil man. Um, he's, a, he's an embezzler. He becomes evil when he, when he kills Tommy. Because he has to keep Andy on the on the chain. Um, oh, Shawshank, what a great film! Great um, I'm going to come out with that opinion. I think Shawshank's pretty good. Nice, nice, thank you. Uh, a little priest is bad. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Michael Service was on, and he and I think they put him in a bit of a bad position having him be on for the Sweeney Todd episode. Uh, basically, they do uh, whole filmographies, so they will literally do every single Tim Burton movie and then move on to Robert Zemeckis. Um, and they had him on for the Sweeney Todd episode. It was a good episode. It was a great episode. But um, he, was, he, he, he put him in a position, and he very rarely talked about what he didn't like, like meanly, because obviously, you know, he, he doesn't want to say, I was better. <laughs> uh, but he did say that Little Priest just landed like a lead balloon. And he hated like the you know looking out of the window, and and he and he pointed out especially Squire on the fire, like a squire by a fire. That's ridiculous, and especially the greengrocer next to the vicar. No, it's thicker. Must be vicar. Really, just annoying and a bad choice. Um, yeah, cutting down the song. I I understand cutting down the song, but removing all of the jokes in between. Oh, and, yeah, all the humour. You know, yeah, yeah it was bad. Uh, building the chair montage, I think it's great. It makes great. a lot, a lot, it makes a lot more sense than high, buying a chair three times. Um, 
John, I love the change of Joanna Reprise uh, in before God That's Good, so that we can have that as a montage of yeah. uh, him becoming and and you know the the business building up and all of that sort of thing. I th I think that works really well. Obviously, God That's Good works impeccably as an opening of Act Two, and so I wouldn't change it in the show. But like the film of West Side Story, sometimes moving the songs around for a film makes a lot more sense. Um, Obviously, this was my favourite scene as a kid. It's probably my favourite scene now. What, well, that's good? No, Joanna Reprise. All the oh, kills yeah. are great. Yeah, yeah, it's... it's, it, it's I, I say I like this song, I like that song, but I, it will always be Joanna Reprise, my favourite part mm. of the show. Is there a part of you that has that sort of... in the back of your head? I hope he'll marry me one day. You know, can you hear Joanna creeping in or...? It is weird, isn't it? It does, it does catch you. Um, yeah. Uh, all the kills are sensational. They're just all great. And all the bodies dropping on their heads is phenomenal. Right, yeah. How many but, times does he wash his shirt? It annoyed me this time. That's the best thing. So back to the, the bodies dropping. Mm. That's more gruesome. The, the blood, I mean, the blood is spectacular. But the, the full-on weight and the crack. The Especially later when we get Timothy Spall, yeah. his head cracking open. Uh, you know, luckily Turpin had a couple to land on, but everybody else, phenomenal. Great, great stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, but in between, you've got Anthony just rolling through a CGI graveyard and walking past an opium den. It just feels weird. And then it ends with him at Fogs and she's got another nice window to look at. And then, you know, another choice I don't like is him then touching his family photos with his bloody fingers. It's like, what are you doing? Uh, God, that's good. Is good because it cuts all the chair business, but isn't good because there's no chorus. And again, it just feels empty. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's Looks kind of though. the little outside bit. Looks great with the birds and with the like the Chinese lanterns. It looks it yeah. looks warm and it looks successful, and the pies look good. Yeah, um, yeah. By the sea, uh, again, delightful, very good. We're getting into a stage now with the film where just everything's good. <gasps> oh, pardon me. Um, Helen uh, Bonham Carter recording the song. He hasn't left much time to breathe here. And then Mike Hyman, no, he hasn't, has he? No. He's no Thomas C. Shepard, though. Thomas C. <laughs> Shepard would have gone, no, he hasn't. Has he? Is that a problem? Shall I call Steve? Steve, Steve, darling. Steve. Again, but sung. Sung. Oh, that's wonderful. Do you remember when he popped up in the follies before I heard his voice? I was like, oh my God, it's him. But, but he never did anything. Uh, catty. Um, hi, Elaine. Uh, we're going to go. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Um, they cut the final wedding march. Don't like. All of the songs teeter out. There's no finishes. And normally I say that that's a good thing. I, I always think of the Beauty and the Beast film when, like, Be Our Guest cuts to black afterwards. It's like this huge thing and then it cuts to black. Or Bell and it cuts to black and it's so awkward. Or Bell reprise and it's this big thing and then cuts to black and goes to the next scene. And it's like, should should we clap? Like, I remember watching Lame <laughs> is, is in the cinema and people clapping. And I was like, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and when, when, when we watched, watched Cats, nobody, nobody claps. <laughs> How do you feel about clapping at the cinema world? Because obviously I went to America 
and uh, people clapped all the time, and it was great. No, I hate it, hate it. You go to the cinema and you you shut up. Oh well, let me tell you this story. I know you've told me that we need to finish in ten minutes, but I'm going to tell you this story. Went to the cinema uh, yesterday to watch The Lost King, which was fine. Yes, not to be mistaken by um, there's two King movies out the minute. Uh, one with uh, yeah, with um, Viola Davis. The Woman King, yes, that was good. King, yes, yeah, I watched both. Incredible, actually, yeah, yeah, I watched good. Uh, best movie I've seen so far is Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Beautiful film, lovely. And for those in pissing it down, oh, I've, I've done the joke wrong. <laughs> God, what were you going to say? And for those in pissing it down, it's going to be. What's that from? I. Uh, it's just a just a well known joke. Oh, not well known yeah. enough. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so I'm sat there, empty cinema, apart from two other guys who either are Coogan fans or historians. Guy sits next to me. Huge, huge guy. Reeks of sweat. Oh. It was disgusting. Absolutely reeks of sweat. Starts patting out his jumper to give him more breath or whatever. Reeks. Says, puts his bag down. Says, oh, sorry, can I? Thank you, thank you. Um, big, big day shot lifting. You go, all right, oh, right. <laughs> Then he opens his bag and he takes out these fully packed phones. And I'm like, oh, so you were... And then, worst part, and you know me, this is the absolute worst part of all. Takes his shoes off and puts his feet up on the, on the seat oh. in front. Absolutely horrible. Bad. Not while I'm around. <laughs> Tangent. Um, oh, sorry. Why would you cut now and then you can do the guest in? Maybe the funniest line in the entire show. Some of these cuts just don't make any sense. It's all, there are all, every single cut is just for time and that's it. There is no other choice to make cuts. And, and I think for that, it does get a little bit, eventually it does get a bit trying. Um, and what's the point? If you're going to cut everything, what's the point in making it? Mm. Yeah. Um, not while I'm around is great. Uh, as we said, one of the better uh, performances in the show. Uh, and then, obviously, suddenly from that point on, everything gets heightened. Everything, the pace is incredible. Uh, Toby finding the fingers and corpses. I put here that the film, a, a, a thing that the film does miss out on, which it has the chance to, is to show more of the glimpse into the operation. A film could actually show a bit more of, uh, you know, how Making they... Making the pies, how they skin so the bodies. Yeah. I mean, it's already an 18. Maybe they don't want it to be too gruesome. But, uh, you know, we see the filleted body parts. We see the fingers that have been cut off and all that sort of thing. Why not have just a cut? Maybe in Joanna reprise, have uh, Mrs. Lovett down there a few times, you know, yeah. getting better at it. Like the first time. Oh, oh. oh. And then the next time, you know, oh, for our audio listeners, I put my finger on my nose and, you know, with an axe and, you know, she's, you know, she's struggling to chop. But then by the end of Joanna Reprise, she is... It's a lot more automated. Yeah, yeah she's, yeah. she's you know, filleting and ready for the next one. Well, so, no, don't put that in. Uh, but a, a, a nice chance. <laughs> Three times. Um, Beetle dropping in the head smashing is incredible. The death of the beggar woman is beautiful and tragic and the music's mm -hmm. phenomenal and the yeah. perfect waterfall of blood is sensational. Right, Straight right. into rum, oh, the judges are oh, phenomenal. 
best deck line delivery. How about a shave? Great. Very good. Um, the death of the judge instead is bloody and blunt, not a simple slice. Yeah. He keeps no, going. No, no. You know what no. I also think is an underrated element of this? And it's a bit like on uh, on soundtracks. Like my favourite version is Douglas Hodge uh, doing the alternative note at the, the end of I Am What I Am. And he just, you can hear him breathing, getting ready for it. And then I he, normally, you know, I am what I am. And he, it's this incredible, I'm going to play it for you. I, I know you haven't heard it. And it's, uh, but it's it's higher than that. It's insane. Um, not Shirley Bassey. Not George. I like George. Too. I like George. I like George doing. But this is phenomenal. Listen to it. Here we go. So he breathes. So that's the note normally, and then. That's phenomenal. Um, great. It's a shame he was wasted in Charlie and the Chocolate Charlie Factory. The Factory. <laughs> <laughs> oh. When's Douglas Hodge going to be in an Inside Number Nine? Oh. He's a good fit. I think he's a good mm. fit. Uh, especially with his disappointing Black Mirror episode. Uh, but, oh, this is, this is my whole point, is that normal people can't really scream the Benjamin Barker because they've got to do eight shows a week. So they have to go, Benjamin Barker! Whereas... Depp can just blow his voice out yeah. and scream it, and it's and it's and it's and I think it's an iconic moment. Um, we've talked about how "Forget My Face" doesn't make any sense at all. I put the, the the final scene is great. Obviously, we love. Uh, you know, there is only one woman in our hearts. Um, da, 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 da. <laughs> there is only one woman in our hearts. Me, Mister Topper, there's no one knows him. Oh, oh. There's only one woman in there. <laughs> I'm making it. Come Oh, excellent. Uh, Helena, I've like literally, I could, it's a vivid memory. We missed the bus back from the water park, me and my ex, and we were choosing a Sweeney Todd to listen to on the bus back from the water park when we were in Spain. And she was like, no, Helena's better. This was her, she loved Helena so much more than Imelda. And she felt that Imelda screamed and she, maybe I should have known then. <laughs> That's what you're thinking, isn't it? Um, the Burning Alive is phenomenal. Oh, it's, it, yeah. That, that's the one the one thing that the stage show can never really do. No, it, it, it just has to be ah, ah, whereas this it, I'd say just knock out. Uh, and then the ending note is more melancholic and sad. Um because obviously there's nothing, you know, there's no uh ballad to go into. It's just this, you know, I, I know they said weird, but it's like this soft, just he's just there and he accepts his death. And that's it. And then it just fades. Does it, does it, does it not work for you? Is this you've you've got a sly face on? No, no, I, I'm agreeing with you in, in melancholically. I'm I'm thinking, but I am glad they cut Baker Baker. <laughs> Make me a pie. Make me a pie. Uh, 
Um, yeah, this is one of the choices where, the, you know, Toby's a kid. We never said this. Toby's mm. an actual child rather than a 20-something, a you know, a Jack. So oh, a Jack. Or is it a 20-year-old playing Jack? Yeah. Oh, I, thought you, I, I, I was saying, is that what we call people who are you know, oh, mentally he's, challenged? He's a, he's a bit of a Jack. He's he? a bit of a Jack in the Victorian era. Um, and that concludes uh, Sweeney Todd. Uh, mixed box office and mixed critical um, got a lot of Oscar noms. I mean, Johnny Depp got nominated for Best Actor. Did he? Uh, yeah. Disagree with that. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Um, so, Will, this episode is now uh, coming out um, when we are going to be living in another Sweeney Todd revival. When we last did our Sweeney Todd episodes, we did not have the news about Annalee Ashford and Josh Groban. Josh Groban, kill you. Who's Josh Groban? Kill yourself. Looks um, right. It looks. It looks. Uh, it's going to be a bit, bit contemporary. It looks contemporary. It's going to be a twenty-eight piece orchestra, which is the best news. Uh, yeah. For me, Josh Groban has a very soft quality to him. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, no. But I'm excited because we all said this about Michael Ball. We did. We did say this about Mike. I didn't. <laughs> um, I was, so anyway, I was listening to the Blank Check podcast and they said, Griffin Newman on that, he said he could see in 15 years somebody making another Sweeney film. But true to the musical. This is the thing, is that it leaves it open. There'll never be another Into the Woods movie, for better or for worse. There is a chance here for somebody set and the same, or do you think they'll do something a bit like uh, the Imelda Ball? Because I yeah. liked that. I liked... I liked that. I like it a lot. Yeah. The, I think it, it's a bit like when they do books again, mm. and it's like, well, actually, this one is actually more like the book. You know, a lot of people see the original yeah. film, but that's not what the book is. And so we had a chance to um, make a shit version of the film. <laughs> <laughs> that's always the way it is it's always like yeah but you know we're going to change things and make them bad <laughs> um, but yeah I could like just a full two and a half okay. hour Yeah. I mean of course we're going to watch it this is a stupid question yeah. so let's do very quickly who would we cast who would we cast um, who would we cast as director director okay uh, bring Sam Mendes back Oh, yeah. All right. Or, I think Zemeckis would enjoy making Sweeney Todd. But it would be all... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Don't like this at all. <laughs> you know who's just proven that they're an excellent musical director? Um, what musicals are just going to... Stephen. Yes. West Side was fantastic. Hmm. 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 It's, mm. It would be a return to darkness that he hasn't had for a while. Not yeah. since Munich. His, is that, well, that, is that, was that his, uh, no. Was that his he did, a, he did a 9-11 trilogy, didn't he? What? <laughs> no, that was Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, 9-11 trilogy. Steven Spielberg. I don't know what, you, what are you trying to, films influenced by 9-11. No, no, he... Um... Steven Spielberg, 9-11. Yeah. Did he do <laughs> evidence? Evidence shows that Steven Spielberg... <laughs> it says here... But that... He does like a one before, one 
at the it's, time. It, it says here that War of the Worlds, some people see as a 9-11 allegory. Yeah. I don't know. I uh, I like Mendes. I like um, I like Spielberg. I'm trying to think of an off an, an oddball choice. Like all of my favorite directors, I'm looking at my favorite directors. Here are my top ten directors. Oh, and I'll say and I'll read yours, and we'll say from this twenty who we'd want, who isn't dead. Um, all right, top ten directors. Edgar Wright. No, too specific. Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle. I, oh, are you reading an article? No, I'm just, I'm just uh, looking. Kenneth Branagh. No. Um, Danny, Danny Boyle, I can see. Guy Ritchie. No. Danny Boyle was attached for a long time to do Miss Saigon. Oh. That's the one I've always wanted, is a big Miss Saigon film. Uh, Edgar Wright, no. Wes Anderson, no. Mike Nichols, no. He's dead. Cohen's, no. Hitchcock's dead. Tarantino would never do it. Christopher Nolan. Mm. Your number three, my number ten. What if Tim Burton did it? Tell you what, I'll tell you what would be a shout. Terry Gilliam. Okay. Okay. Is this not... Yeah, this isn't whimsical. This is why he's directing Into the Woods. Yeah, this is very true. Um, Brian De Palma is my number nine. No. Rob Reiner, no. David Fincher's first musical being this. Uh, yeah. Scorsese, no. These are bad. This is a tough one. I'd be interested in a lot of people. I like movies. I'm now going to read off, Will, your top ten... <laughs> I can't read off your top ten actresses because you've still not made them. These are my top ten actresses. To love it. No, we want Imelda in the role. Is she too old? I don't want to be ageist. No, they, no. They, they, they wouldn't cast her. Shirley MacLaine could still do it. Okay, Blanchett. Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm. Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer is the bigger one. <laughs> Hi, Michelle. We, we've got a role for you. These do you are... know who I would cast as um, the Beadle? All right. Hugh Grant. No. Hugh Grant as Turpin. So, oh, mm, yes. The concubines I, can of Christine Bale sing. I just sat through Amsterdam and apparently he can sing fine, but that was a bad movie. Really? Oh, he's really he's really proud of Amsterdam. I don't know why. No idea. Can Tom Hiddleston sing? Oh, oh, he can do everything. Yeah, Tom Hiddleston as Anthony 20 years ago. Uh, I'm gonna read your top 10 act as well. Anytime, any place, doesn't matter if they're dead or alive. Brad Pitt, no. Hugh Grant, no. James Stewart. Ryan Gosling. Oh, no, no. No, no. Tom Hanks. You, my wife is a beggar. Oh, I can't do Tom Hanks. You do it. Will, Will, are you excited? I'm about to post my Pinocchio review. I'm very excited. Can I read it today? You can read it today. Jack Hugh Nicholson. Laurie. Hugh Laurie as Turpin. Hugh Laurie as Beadle. <laughs> no, Hugh Laurie as Turpin. Stephen Fry as Beadle. <laughs> yes. This could this could go on forever. Um, 
I think what we're trying to say is is that yes, we'd be open to yes. another film. I'd but, like to see Jude Law do it as as Sweeney Todd. Oh, do a joke for me. I'm going to say I'd like to see Jude Law. You say in in so, no no wait. Like, I'd like to see Jude Law in nothing. <laughs> Jude Law's great. We love Jude Law. Um, Jude Law is what? I think he'd be a good Sweeney. Okay. Based off what? Can he sing? Yeah, probably. Andrew Garfield can sing, but he's too young. Can, <laughs> can uh, Ray Fiennes sing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ray Fiennes is Turpin. Yeah. That would be very good. That would be good. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that Voldemort laugh. No! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find this. Voldemort laugh. It's the first thing that type you, that comes up when you type in Voldemort. <laughs> I don't want to know about Max John Chris. Here we go. Hans. See who'd be a great Beadle. Andy Circus. Oh yeah. As uh, as as. Uh, Now is the time to declare yourself. <laughs> uh, Andy Circus as Caesar. <laughs> um, well, Sweeney's on the movie. Uh, we're now going to take a, uh, a seven week break. Uh, not really, because you've got your commentaries. We're trying something new. Uh, we're both very busy men, so it was easier for us to give you seven weeks of content by spending uh, two days uh, recording a load of commentaries. And for a few of those, we're loaded. Uh, not re really, only the Wicker Man one, we're buzzed. Yeah, yeah. The other, other two, Wedding Crashes is getting there. Yeah. We do need to, we, we need to make, uh, we're, we're going to do another session very soon. Well, yes, so we're doing... And I think we need to promise that on one of them, we're going to be... Well, it'll be Silence of the Lambs. Right. So we're doing Silence of the Lambs, as a pre-drinks before we go out on the town. Uh, so that will be one that is actually uh, drunk. Manic, yeah. And then Back to the Future after that will be just a nice cup of tea in the morning oh, one. Tea. Oh, lovely. I love cup of tea. I love tea. I love Back to the Future. I love you. And I love Stephen Sondheim. We'll be back uh, in April. <clears throat> April and May. With our remaining uh, Sondheim episodes, we're doing Merrily We Roll Along. Uh, then we've got our only uh, chronology change for boring reasons. Uh, we're doing, uh, instead of doing Sunday then, we're doing Into the Woods. Then we're doing the Into the Woods film. Then we're back, we're doing Sunday. Then we're doing Assassins. Then we're doing Passion. And then we're doing our Celebrations episode to round it all out. Um, so nice. we've got a nice little uh, Sunday break there for all of you who couldn't give a shit and have just had to uh you know miss 14 weeks of, of episodes uh that is that uh well it's my pleasure as always um say something i'll leave you on an anecdote i was okay. really hung over the other day oh. um and i was like mm, you know what i need a nice cup of tea but i was in uni so i'll stop at the uni cafe before i go up to the studio uh because it was an architecture presentation there Mm. I got oh, can I just get just get a cup of tea, please? Uh, and then he got me a cappuccino. <laughs> I said, I said, can I get a regular cup of tea? 
He went. He 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 heard cup of tea as cappuccino. <laughs> but but you know me, I I took the cappuccino. You, you and did. Did nothing. <laughs> let's 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 <laughs> let's do this anecdote. We go to we're we're out in your place of living, Sheffield, and uh, we go to a stall that has a load of magnets of snooker players, and I set you up for failure and go, oh, look, Will, they've got the one you want. Uh, number 11, we're, we're Ronnie. Uh, expecting you to have to awkwardly say, no, 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 I don't, I don't want it. I, I, please, I don't want it. And, it got, and, and then I was going to keep going, no, that's the one you, you've been talking about that all day. And then you just went, oh, great, yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> Package it up. Do you still have that? Is that on your fridge? I do. I have that. I treasure it. But it's not actually Ronnie O'Sullivan, is it? <laughs> Which is why she was so confused. <laughs> She's going, wait, you want number 12, but that's not Ronnie. Going, no, no, number 12 is the one it was. Uh, two fun anecdotes there. Uh, we're done with Sweeney. Is there a part of you that's sad that we're done with Sweeney? Yeah. But I'm excited for Into the Woods. You are excited Into the Woods. And Merrily. Uh, look at your rankings quickly. Where do you want by the sea? Miracle song is going to go at the bottom, and pretty little pictures swapping out lovely reprise. But where do you want by the sea? Uh, is it lower than all of the other Sundimes we've picked. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of by the sea. I'm going to put by the sea above next. Yeah, no, that's I'll be happy. And chrysanthemum yeah. tea. My lord, some chrysanthemum tea. It's better um, than next. It is better than next. Which is from A Little Night Music. Which is from Pacific Overtures. Uh, <laughs> you're thinking of Now, Later, Soon. I am, I am. Which is ranked at number 24. Good. So you want, so you think that Bad is better than Now, Later, Soon? <laughs> no. You need to re-listen to this playlist, well. Okay, okay. Right, see you later. Bye. For I have sailed the world, beheld its wonders. For the Dardanelles are as once as Peru. But there's no place like London. Now there's no place like London. You were young. Life has been kind to you. You will learn. Dun. Da ba da ba da ba da. da.